And we saw yesterday that the king asked a question and he says, how is it that when everyone, anyone who reads Lashon HaKadosh, he says, you see a hundred people who could read the Pasuk and they all stress it, they all say it the same way. Which you don't find by other languages. So the king asked him in Sufayin, Zayin, Hoi di'ayni me'ayin ha'is ha'amal ha'azoyis l'ashun ha'azoyis. Where does this ma'ayin come from? Ve'ayin ha'afsi da'is ha'amishkol. In other words, what he calls the mishkol, which was we said before, the meter, which is uh, the way that poetry is written, it ruins this, uh, this ma'ayin, this skill, or this advantage of how to speak in the ayin, that you see that there's a certain uniform pronunciation of the words Nashna Kodesh. Okay, so we're going to learn the Javir Levi is going to explain to us in the words of the Chavik and the answer is a few rules of Diktuk of how the Lashna Kodesh is built and based on that how the words are meant to be pronounced, they're meant to be stressed. It says like this, Amar HaChavik, If Neshe Kivatz Nubah, in other words, there's a difference between a, a sound and a Kodesh, which is considered a, a sound which is Nach, and a sound which is a Tnu, which is a movement. Uh, for example, the Ois Shva in National Kodesh is called Nach, it doesn't, uh, it's like a, it's Dress. It doesn't. It's hard. It doesn't get pronounced. So to speak, it's like one has to end the syllable in the shva, as opposed to a tznur, which something which connect, which moves. It's a, it's a sound which is like an open sound which connects to the next thing. So it says that it's a, when we have a word that you have the shva. So normally the shva can will be the end of a syllable. A shvar is like the two dots on top of each other. It's a silent sound, basically. So that's a nach. That's something which is, doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't get stressed. So it ends a syllable, as opposed to a vowel, which is a strong vowel, which will, uh, which will continue it. And therefore, in the Kodesh, you could possibly have two nachim together in the next to each other, but no more than that. Even that's hard to pronounce. As if you have one silent letter, for example. Uh, let's give some examples of words that have one sided letter. So then that's where the that's where the syllable ends. For example, the word Hashem says F goid. So F is uh, the the fe. It doesn't have a, a vowel of its own. It's called nach. So it becomes two syllables F goid. Or um, when you have a, a word like yolda. Bachsa, whatever it's going to be. So you have two syllables. The one is a nach, where it ends the syllable, and the other one, the chamatz or the kapatach, in those in those examples, is a, is a tznur which connects the next letter to it. Also, there, I mean, the aleph isn't pronounced. Not just the sound. It's not even the letter is not pronounced. Right? But if you have a letter which is a silent letter, so that would be a nach or ends the syllable. You can have two nachim together. Really, you can have a possible of two letters which both don't have a vowel to it. But, and then it's hard to pronounce it. But for example, the Pasuk says, sorry, Hinachara Vyaladat Ben. So Darin and Ataf both have a shva. Vyaladat. They both don't have a vowel. It's very hard to pronounce it. So 
So then it becomes one syllable. Yeah, that's Ben. You have to pronounce both sounds without a vowel in between them. What about right. Nessa? That's another double shot, right? Sorry? Nessa. Where, which way? Which way? Nessa. Yeah, because then you don't pronounce the ayn either. Mm-hmm. Or if you would, it would be with the chata, it would be Nessa, which you pronounce it with a vowel. But if, when you get things which are quiet, which don't have a vowel, right? the other time the Torah is yaft elakim liyafes. So they also, it has to have both become one syllable. You don't say yaft. Uh, when you have two nachim, so it becomes one nach. In other words, it has one syllable, yaft, or yaladit, like we said. So it has to be pronounced, even though you don't have a, a vowel to uh, make it a strong syllable. Ayyadayadchak, and therefore, the way that the dibur works is that the syllables are made by the lo- the long, the, sh- the the longer vowel, which then connects it to the nach, which is uh, which stop- breaks the syllables, and uh, you get longer words like that also. Um, uh, I mean, sometimes you get it in the first word. It's not the word yedaber, so it become the the, the the nach, which is the yud, and I guess yeah, will make an extra syllable. So it'd be ye da be. It'd be three syllables. Whereas if in a word, the same word, same four letters, ye da be resh. When you have the first one being the strong syllable, and the middle one being the weak syllable, then it becomes two syllables. For example, we have the pasuk yad ber amim tachtenu. So then it's yad ber. It becomes two syllables. Whereas when the first one becomes a shva, it's ye da ber. Right. And that's why you won't find two shvas next to each other at the beginning of a word, because you can't pronounce two nachs as the starting syllable. At the starting time, you always have it like we said. You have it at the end of a word. You could have possibly two two shvas, but at the beginning of the word, even the word which is meant to take a shva, but when the one that comes at the beginning of a word, so it's going to get a, it's going to have to get a different nikut because otherwise it's not pronounceable, um, which is why we have a what's called today in modern Hebrew they call a chat of patach or a chat of syllable, whatever it's going to be, which means what would otherwise have been a shva, but since it's now an opening syllable. Can't, you can't pronounce the shvah as a starting syllable, so it's going to take a, 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 a different vowel so it's pronounceable. I thought the rule of two shvahs is that the first one... one... Two syllables next to each other, which are included in the same, so to speak, uh, how should I say, the same syllable, then you'll have both together. Now, the embassy is it's a din lashna kodesh. In other languages, in English, for example, you can have more than two syllables in a row without a vowel. You can. It just becomes a part of a. Uh, you, you, it just becomes. You just read them together. Uh, I mean. Well, yeah. Any 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 word which starts with two, two, two syllables before the vowel. So you have a, well, anything with st or, or ch or whatever or sth or whatever it's going to be. School is also you have the two two syllables next to each other. You don't have to have vowels in between them. Each os is meant to take a vowel unless it doesn't have a vowel, in which case it uh, becomes a nach. Question, question. The one is, it gives a meaning, it gives a tense of the word. So it's the same letters always, but the change in the vowels will be either talking about the masculine and feminine, the past, present, future, the causes of the reflexive, the empirical, the... That's the All the binyanim, which are all based on the vowels. Right, that's less, that's less common, but for sure it's possible. For sure it's possible. You'll find times when you have different shiroshim. With the same uh, with the same letter, combination of letters, but even in one shirish, what changes everything is the change of the vowels, which again is unique to Lashon Hakodesh. That uh, in English, just an example, you don't find that. 
that that causes the change in the nature of the meaning of the word? For sure. Or is that just the nomenclature? That was just a decision. Let's give an example. If you take the letters Dalit Beis Resh. So just those three letters. Firstly, the two completely different Shiroshim, which come from Dalit Beis Resh, which Rebbe is talking about. It could be the Shiroshim of Daber, which is to speak. It could be the Shiroshim. The other one is last is Daber, right? Which is Daber means a plague. Now, even if you're going to take the first meaning, which is speech, right, which is, let's say, dover, so it could, it could be a dover, which is a thing, it could be the, the instruction, daber, right, which means speak as an instruction, and now you could say, you could, now you can compare with the vowels to talk weaker. about the tensions. If, so if it's going to be speaking, it's daber, if it's but going to be... But you see the weaker, the more passive vowels uh, bring it to a more passive opinion, and the more active vowels bring it to more active opinion? Sometimes you see that. Uh, that's normally, only another letter for that sometimes, or, or in the longer service. But sometimes that, it's true. The, if, it, if it's going to be the passive sense, so then it's always takes, it starts with, the, normally start with the shva, um, or, or khir, as opposed to patach or comets. That's a separate point. In other words, if you're going to say the, it's hard to use dava or dibra as an example, because um, if you're going to take the, the sense of being spoken to as rather than speaking, mm-hmm. so then it will have to be nidbar, or nidbar, or something like that, which is, which will take the will, will take the nun, which is the passive sense. But and you'll get other vowels where it's in the in the structure of the vowels itself, of the letters of the word, if it's going to be passive or active. Now, besides for the meaning it gives, now you're saying also it, it gives us an indication of how to pronounce it, where the stress in the word has to be. Right? And the stress in the word will depend on the different, the different vowels, how you how you meant to stress it. So, if you take a longer word, um, let's take the word from Gersh S to the famous one, the Achash Tarpanim, right, which is one of the longest ones in Tanakh, but if you just can take that, that's the number of syllables, but then again, the rule of syllables are going to be, the long sounds draw that, the short sounds break it. So you have ha, ach, or achash, dar, he, nim. The, the shvaz which breaks up the syllables of how you read the word. As an example. Fine. One, one more question. Uh, Suffixes in Hebrew don't, even though they could take a shva, they normally don't. Normally the shlachas will either have a chirik or a patach because there has to be a strong sound which connects it to the next letter. As, for example, to something could be le, whatever. When it becomes the beginning word, like Rashi says lots of times in Torah, it becomes la. Because to start with le, thing is, is, uh, is, it makes it extra, like it's starting on a closing note as opposed to an opening, as an opening word. This way of drawing the letters helps the way that the, the, the ease with, or the speed with which a person can read. This is the second Kiddush. It helps for a person to remember it. And therefore he says, and that's when you read Rashi Kodesh, as opposed to, remember to, what he doesn't like about the style of reading poetry, but the, what we're going to do is we're trying to put something into a rhyme scheme, is you're going to lose the, the way of uh, how you meant to break up the syllables of a word, because it has to fit into a rhyme scheme, and you're either going to spread it out more, or that kind of squash syllables together, so to speak, in order to make it fit with the Ramskin trying to do. 
Right. This is another another rule in TikTok. which means the stress on the on the opening sound of the word or the closing sound of the word. This is normally by a short vowel. By a short vowel, um, you can either stress the first voice or the second voice. I mean, just for an example, the word when this comes in the Torah, within two psukim of each other with opposite meanings. The word ba'a, which means the feminine for to come or is coming. The present feminine of to come is ba'a. So your brand says ba'a or ba'a. Now, as there's a stress in the first syllable or the second syllable, then even though a comment will always be its own syllable, you can't run two comments together. Right? Each one is a strong sound, each one becomes own syllable. So here it's going to be ba'a. But you can either stress it in the first one, ba'a, or you can stress it in the second one, ba'a. And there's a difference. Because the one is, it, it comes at, it actually tells us the role of Dictuk in the Torah, there's two psukim. It says that when Yaakov asked the people of Haran, about Lavan's family. So they told him, Rachel Bitoi Ba'a Imatsan. He thought Rachel is coming with the sheep. And the next part was Rachel came. So it says, Rachel Ba'a. So the difference between the stress of the first syllable and the second syllable is going to change the tense. Because that's another rule in Hebrew. And that is that uh, based on what you're trying to say, even if the vowels are going to be the same, the we stress the syllable is going to make a difference to which tense you're talking in. Right. Therefore, the issue of Eichlov Eichelo Here also, the the word Eichlov or Eichelo. What's the difference between them? So, or we had it in Shiras Devarim. My Mishnah just learned it. Chadlo Prazim BeYisrael Chadelu. So the, it's the same word. There's one time it has a Shva Chadlo, and two words are Chadelu. What's the difference? So here he's trying to say in the phrase of the sentence. Right, that if it's, if it's coming at the beginning of a sentence, so it has a shvah, chadlu. When it's coming at the end of the phrase, chadelu. It's the same word, but the, the, the vowels are going to be different. Suddenly, when Yaakov, when Yitzchak tells Esau to bring him food, and he wants him a bracha, so the closing phrase is, haveli matamim va'ochelu. Right, and uh, which means that the chav, instead of getting a shvah, gets a... Etc. Because it's the end of a phrase, so it's another way of understanding Lashon Hakodesh. When a phrase ends, that that there's it has a, it has a closing, so to speak, uh, vowel as in the last word, as opposed to when it's part of a flow of words, where you're going to have the nach. Right. Okay. That's another example. Um, or Again, they both mean to say, and the difference between them is, again, va'amru is a starting phrase. Of Amra Goyim, of Amru Vayamu Lemur, wherever it's going to be, it's the beginning of something. Of Amru, it doesn't come too often, but when it would come, it's at the end of a phrase. Right. Wherever it's going to, one example, there are a few times it comes, but it's the same, the same rule, which means it's the end of the phrase. So the vowels are going to change, not just to show you in the words how to pronounce it, but also to show you when the, when the phrases, when the different parts of the postic end. So sometimes it's this is just as an example. This is what we call the vav hipuch, which comes a lot, a lot, a lot in the Tanakh, and that is a change the tense from past to present, a past to future, the other way around. Right. So, for example, the word. Uh, 
any any pile word which is, which is an over word when you put the vav in front it becomes a future word. For example, the word anu means they answered. Omru they said. When the pasuk says va'anu va'amru, it's becoming they will answer and they will say. The kayak of the vav in the front is we call the vav It changes the tense English nakodesh from past to future. Now, the, so after giving some of the rules of Diktuk, what he wanted with that is, is answering the Gazara's question. The king asked him, how, did, how come in Ashna Kodesh everybody like, reads the same stuff at the same place and like, breaks up the same? In the dogma, if you would read a book in English, um, just whatever story you wanted, right, not everybody would stop at the same place, stop or stress the same parts of the, like in the same part of the sentence, because in other languages, you don't find that there's differences in English grammar if a word comes, where it comes within the sentence structure. If it's a starting phrase or an ending phrase, or it's, the, or, uh, or it's, it's beginning a, 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 it's beginning a point or ending it. The words are the same. In which case, uh, there isn't a, a natural rhythm to how to read it. Whereas Nashon Kodesh, like we said, the Kayach of the Nakudus, to give some examples, the others also, in that it breaks up the the, the the way we read. The best example, which most people, I don't know if notice or not, but I wonder what's the reason, is the difference between the word S and the word ace. Very often when uh, we're we, we defining something as death and article, it's this and this and this, it's S, 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 S. And sometimes the toast is ace. What's the difference between S and ace? The answer is that S is always connecting to the next word after it. S amishkan, S achatse, S irias, the ace, shayachatse. So if it's meant to be read with the word after, it becomes S. When it's meant to be read by itself, it becomes S. And the best place to look at the beginning of Ayatul. When it's going through the list of all the things in the Mishkan. Right, so it goes through a list, and then also it's by itself. As a Mlayra, as Kolkhara, Ve'es, Shemun Amar. As a whatever it is, Ve'es, something else. And the point of the change between the S and the Ace is exactly that point. If it's meant to be read as part of the next word, like together with the next word, run it through. So it becomes S, 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 S. When it's meant to be read by itself, it becomes ace. And you can see always, even from the beginning of the Torah, Esa Shemayi Ve'esaretz. In the beginning, Ve'esh Pro'ed Akim, Esa Shemayi Ve'esaretz. You're not meant to read S, Ashemayi. It's meant to be read together. So it will become an S. Right? But whenever something is meant to, be meant to be read on its own, in other words, the, the, the word stops. You stop and stress this word before you go to the next word, it will become ace. The word's the same. It's just that the vowels are so different, which is meant to bring out that point. The trap does the same job. You know, there's something that's a separate trap, you have to stop there. If something doesn't have its own trap, you have to go right. So if you add another tip, marathon tip, it won't be ace? It depends how it's read. It's, it's, it's normally the Maka. Yeah, whatever it is. When you have the Maka, when you have the Maka it will always be S. Normally, when you don't, when you don't have the Maka it will be ace. When you read by itself. No, it's just. Two separate things. Right, it's, it's meant to be read S. Shemai versus Art. It says ace. Yeah. So look in the more accurate thing. It's there isn't there isn't a symbol there to this. Ah no, so you're right. So then it'll be you're separately. The next pasuk. S Vayarikim S R. That's S or the pasuk after that. Also there's the rule where where it comes. Ace is meant to be read separately, it has its own sign and it stops. Sometimes it's meant to be meant to be read together, so it becomes S. So an example, okay, it's a good example, but uh, in the next pasuk, they are like S R K type. Whenever it's meant to, whenever it's meant together, the rule in Diktuk is together means S, 
And to be separated means ace. Right. So, okay, so that, that, that's the, the rules he gives to just explain why everyone who knows Lashon HaKodesh will read the same way. And he says, we also have the Reichev, the ability to expand on explaining the Darke Apiot, the ways to make Piyotim, which we won't lose the, the mile of the Lashon when we keep to it. This is referring to the previous thing that the Gazari had said, that the, told, that the king told him that why do you copy, so to speak, then the Goyish style of poetry when you said it ruins the Lashon. So the, at first he admitted it's true, we shouldn't be doing that. And then now he says, by the way, we could do, we, we have a way to do it without losing the Lashon. We, we have a way to, uh, to expand on the ways of writing a Piyot, which isn't maps of the Lashon, the language when you keep it. But Lemaisa, we won't be massing the, what you said before, the Amir of the Mechubra, which was massing, I'm saying, the way that we have from the Tanakh, it would be better to follow the, rule, the, the way we have Lashakosh passed down from the Tanakh, rather than what he says, that we will mix with the Goyim and we learn from them. Which means, it doesn't have to be that a Piyot is going to lose the grammar, but Lemaisa is admitting that what, what, what came out of the Chiburim of trying to write Lashna uh, Kodesh in a poetry style was that they sacrificed the accuracy of the Lashna Kodesh or the depth of the meaning, like we saw previously, for the benefit of the Ram screen. Okay, so that's what he wants to say about TikTok. And now we're going to see. I don't think so. Uh, was, I don't think he, he's, he was talking about what they learned from the going. No, if you're talking about David and Shlomo, I think they were learning from Goyish style. I mean, that was, I mean, he said that Russian Kurdish also has a way to rhyme, not to rhyme, to write poetry which doesn't sacrifice. Ah, so does he mean like the. Could be. Like similar to yeah, style. could be. A style of Tehillim or maybe a style of Yishai and Avi. We, right, we don't have too many shirim where the where the meat is accurate. Well, maybe the accurate so he said we could write piyutim with, with keeping in the rules. It's not impossible. But Lamas, if you look at the examples in the Torah, so then he said before, the Torah wasn't going to sacrifice what it wanted to say for just to make it fit into the same rhyme scheme. Okay, so that's uh, that's what he has to say about language. The Kazari can you accept that? The king accepts that. Now he says an amazing point. Why do Yidin shackle when they move? Why do they shackle when they read Ibris? Now, the Maisa is, the Kuzari wasn't the only one to ask the question. There were others who asked the question also. Um, and there's two well-known answers given. And I'll tell you the two other answers because they sound more roughly, more holy. Not what the, the Kuzari is going to say. So the one answer is, it says in the Pasuk, we read last week in the Parish of the when Kaisal heard Hashem speak, they shook. It was from the, the fear, they trampled. But that's, that's a shuffling, okay. not a shuffling. Right, so that's the case. So there are the story which write that uh, there's a residual, so to speak, fear that the person, the Kaisal Hashem, left its indelible impression on Kaisal. And therefore, when we learn Torah, there's the same ability to shake as uh, some connection to the, the, the tremor that they felt when they heard Hashem speak in Hashem. That's one reason which is given. The other reason which is given is it says like, Torah is like a fire. 
And therefore, just like a fire, it doesn't, if you ever seen a fire, it jumps around. It doesn't stay static. A candle will burn a very clean flame. It stays the same. It doesn't move. A fire, it, it's moving all the whole time. And therefore, if, if, there's a, if a person's in Torah, it's a fire in him, which makes him move. Which are uh, the more Hasidic style reasons why I'm talking about these ideas. Does the uh, Yes, where they bring it from Abzah and Echanami. And those are the two better known reasons of why Klaish shall shackle when the Dawah and they learn, either it's also the fear or it's also the Aish, which is, uh, has that effect on a person. Can you read? But now if, I'm going to tell you what the Kazari says, you'll never believe it. Also, I'll read it inside, and this is what he says. Why did Klaish shall shackle when they learn? So he gives a different reason, a third reason. This is Amr Kazari. Amru, they said the reason is key. Pavur, Heir HaChoyimativi. And those are said because of the Choyimativi, that's the fire we're speaking about. But he says, Ve'ineni Salvashu. I don't think that's the reason. Ela, the reason why they shackle the Dabra is Mitzala Inyash Anachnubay. The reason why we, people shackle the Dabra is Kimifnei Sheyichoyim Nikri Rabbi Mehem Ke'echod. Since a lot of the people to read together, they're one Sevatari for lots of people. Ho'yayafshar, Sheyishkab, Tuasarim Hemo Yoyse, Asayfrechod. You have ten or more people all like bending over the same safer to try to read it. And if that's the case, Bavur is there, that's a big safer Torah, so a lot of people can look in at the same time. You just look like, like penned in, because he's coming from a distance, only people around the Torah, you just like penned in to see what he wants to see. And if that's the case, and he wants to see, and then he goes backwards, the next person can look in. We'll note that Vishal comments that each one gets a chance to, look, to try to look in, move up to the next one. If nature safe about it, the safe was lying down. Why is there still barishani? That was the reason why people used to shock when they learned, because first you have to you know, give everyone a chance to have a look in and stand back and the next day help me in whatever it is. That was still barishani. So they saw that was the way that they used to learn, so they thought that was the way to learn. But it actually came from Fashat trying to just make room for each other, they all read the same safe. In other words, it doesn't describe any spiritual deep meaning to it. It's much of a practical thing. Right. Otherwise, they wouldn't get to see the thing and ask, oh, so why does it still do it? You saw that was the way people did it. They thought that was the minag. It's like we were right. I remember once when we went to... How you keep your balance? <laughs> we, went, we went to Shul in Krakow, I think it was. And uh, the two guys said in that Shul there was a minag that when they got to... I think it was Ksichas Aaron, if I'm not mistaken. Everyone needs to turn around and face the back wall. It was a strange thing to do. I don't know, everyone turns around and faces the back wall. None of where the minig of the shul came from. Until they saw some of them, what happened is they used to have a big sign of Brich on the back wall. So in the oven, everyone needs to turn around to read Brich from the sign on the wall. The sign was long disappeared, but they thought, the minig in the shul, you know, I've no you turn around. It's like this idea here. Yeah, people thought the minig was, you have to shackle, so that's what they did. It came from a practical messias because they couldn't all see this ever at the same time. That's not what the Chazari says. Because there is no sir. Does it make sense that he would tell the, the king, like, you know, answer the special for the king? Just to finish this point, he says, Without that, a person could read his own sefer. He could bring it as near as he wants to be able to see it, bring it to his eyes, or he'll bend down to the sefer. Without his friend also won't look at the same time. If that's the case, there's no reason for me to move back out again. No one else is trying to look over my shoulder. So he says, I don't find There's no reason to, there's no reason to uh, shackle right today. It was a mistake. People watched what they did and therefore they did it because it's all everyone else doing it. But now that people have their own spirit and they can learn 
at a convenient distance from what... this in the 1200s. It's before the printing press, right? Yes. So, so everybody didn't have their own safer yet. That could... I, that's not bad. In Europe, you're right. In North Europe. In Spain, it could be they were wealthy enough that they did. Uh-huh. So he's saying that... Uh, he that there's, there's no significance or reason why people have to shock it. It was born of necessity, and uh, people kept it up because they thought it was a minute. Wow. But okay. in the there's no... Shocking. Like we said, he he brings the first side, but the chumativi, but he doesn't like it. He says this is he holds this is more the the real reason. Okay, it's also interesting why the king threw that in. Like what's the gear to the deep Ashkafa discussions he's having here? Why the guy is all shocking? It's what I It interested him. So, and what the guy is trying to say is that not everything has a deep significance. There was a simple reason for it. It's not something which we're building a, as a point in Ashkafa.